0: What's up, y'all? Happy, happy Sunday. <laughs> Welcome to a uh, not-so-chill-but-chill chill as much as we can on this Sunday. Welcome back, everyone, to the Call to Action Network on oh, this happy Sunday with me, your girl, Danielle, hanging out with my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul, the
1: It's me, it's me, it's PLD, and I prefer the quiet wild berries. That's my favorite one they ever did, when German Queenie and your Guy had to do the quietly and under the breath, kind of, wild
0: berries. <laughs> the not mild, mild berries. Do you remember
1: the mild <laughs> berries also? The mild berries
0: <laughs> That was a great run,
1: and then of course the other one, my favorite, was the J- Josh Bukuka and Jen Sturger interview, where Jen Sturger almost basically lost her shit because she couldn't handle it at that point because she was that funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, anyone who can make Jen Sturger break, it is definitely got some skills.
1: Got some skills, that's true. Well, uh,
0: I guess, I guess, I mean, we can't. I feel like sometimes we try to pretend like people don't know who's coming on the show. At least that's what I do sometimes. But there's yeah, little, like, it's <laughs> right there. like it's right there every single time we promote we banner.
1: We have an advertising. We have like ads. We play, and they are like kind of like who is it? Who is behind the curtain? Almost all shows do that. Like, like it's kind of like this thing. It's like a big like reveal. Like you even we like, put them backstage. Like it's like we. You don't really know if they're here or not. Are they here? Maybe they're not even here. Maybe it's just gonna be us the whole show. Could be. I could. No. You would have a whole show. We need to have somebody back and forth with, right? Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, why don't we just pull off the band aid? Let's get it out there. Pull that curtain. Throw it back without further ado, the wild man himself. I'm excited. You're excited.
2: Josh McCall. Oh. Hey guys. Hey. hey. How's everybody? Good to see what? you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Of course. Welcome, welcome, Josh. We are super excited to have you here on this Sunday evening. Thank I'm you a so big much.
2: fan of chill. I'm a big fan of chill. chill. I mean, you know, it's a Sunday. You got to chill. My Steelers won, so my chill factor is, you know, it's back down. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: You know, the Wild Bears rarely had chill, so it was like, you know, I feel like this is my happy medium here. Yes.
1: Yang. I got that you need that. everybody needs that time in their life when you can just chill we can't be hundred percent all the time. Just...
2: It's tough. It really is. If I was <laughs> I don't think I'd have a wife. I think she would have left early on in the dating scene. So yeah I definitely can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Josh, thank you so much for coming in and hanging out. We always like to ask the same question uh, for the first question whenever people come on, and that's why Schmodown. So we kind of know how you got involved a little bit, but whenever Mark and Christian came to you with this idea of doing movie trivia online in this format, Josh, tell us how that all went down.
2: Well, I will say this, and, you know, obviously Mark and Christian get all the credit for, like, the format, but when I first came on... To schmoes no. the first thing i said to them is you guys need a movie trivia segment on the show you need to have movie trivia we've got to do more trivia you can go back and watch an episode where i've got on like a josh Purdy kind of a thing and we did some movie trivia i think kathy kelly was on the episode it was in the toad hop days I um, and i told him i was like you guys need to do trivia absolutely there needs to be a competition it's got to be like a radio show kind of a thing and then you know christian because he likes wrestling took it to that you know whole nother level um obviously and it's you know skyrocketed from there but uh you know when they said they wanted to do trivia i was 100 percent in i mean i wanted to do it from the very beginning and so and how they set it up and how it was you know what i mean i'm i'm a competitor at heart everything is kind of just one big competition but when they told me like how it was going to work and we we're going to have entrances and we we're going to wear costumes and stuff i was like yeah sign me up and then you're like you're gonna you're gonna play bonnie somerville first i was like all right well You know, this is going to be fun. There's nothing like making fun of Bonnie because she is the ultimate target. It is so much fun. It's (laughs) so much fun. So, wow. So, So
1: Mark and Christian are the creators. You're kind of like the mad uncle, so to speak, of the whole thing.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) and I will say this. When I brought in, like, the trivia game for the first time, Christian poo-pooed me. I'm like it was frustrating he was just like all right that's enough of this and we moved on <laughs> and then you know what it's eight years later seven years later now it's it is you know the biggest thing so well
1: he did famously say on at one point that he uh he doesn't like anybody's idea he likes to stick a diamond up the ass of any idea unless it's his so Correct. he's got to make it his own idea and all of a sudden now it's
2: perfect right <laughs> of course of course like any great genius all the ideas are theirs and you know <laughs> Makes sense. It makes sense.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, without further ado, I think we should first, let's get it right on
1: the table. You've been You've been gone for a little while. I can admit as much around. And all of a sudden here we are covid 19's hit and here we are. You get, you have a challenge gone forth from Elliot DuBerry, your wild berry companion. Tell us what led up to this uh, storyline, this part of it and, and how
2: do you feel about it right now? Yeah. You know, uh, I was really upset during that draft. Um, because i knew that they were going to split us up. You can't you know i mean when you're building when you're building a league you can't have LeBron James and Michael Jordan on the same team, right? You right. can't you can't yeah. have Babe Ruth and Ted Williams on the same team, you know? You can't have uh, Pete Sampras and Boris Becker, I'm going now i'm going deep. You can't have <laughs> Tiger Woods, okay, and Jack Nicklaus on the same You can't keep putting these guys together eventually the whole league will collapse under the wild berry banner i mean it would it would have just become the wild berry down right and we would have built an entire second league off just people screaming wild berries uh it was kind of inevitable and then shannon barney aka hocus pocus aka (laughs) the witch from salem aka you know, I mean she she like Elliot said in that one video, she is terrifying. I remember <laughs> watching that video of, I was in New York shooting Eating History and I laughed out loud. Like I thought that was Elliot's best acting performance in history, The Showdown. <laughs> Cuz she is terrifying. She is terrifying. On The Showdown, when she's not, she's an absolutely sweetheart of a human <laughs> being. Amazing. But but in in The Showdown, she is 100% terrifying. So when when I got drafted, did I go first and then Elliot went? I forget. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So when they when he when she drafted Elliot and they split up the Wildberries, I think there was you know it was like when they blew up uh, Alderaan, you know a thousand people cried out in the night or millions of voices all silenced at once. Um, and you know then I had to go and basically shoot my show and you know then COVID hit and the the whole faction thing and everything you know, I, I was basically torn asunder and, uh, you know, my, my teammate, my bud, all this kind of, you know, exploded in my face, you know, it was like in in back to the future three when Biff keeps falling into fucking horse (laughs) manure over and over and over again. over and over.
0: (laughs) Well, Josh, have you had a chance to, uh, work with Winston to get ready for this match?
2: Listen, I don't need to work with anybody. Okay. Yeah. Okay. the The Wild Man is an island of movie trivia. Do I is is all the knowledge on that island? No, <laughs> not, not the <laughs> absolutely not. Okay, but the island is is a great place to be. And I don't listen. If I have to retire and I want to go live on Wild Man Island, that's what I'm going to do. But let's be honest. Do you think Elliot's going to beat me? I mean. <laughs> Let's throw it out there. We know Mark Ellis is gonna pick Elliot. Okay, well, he never picks me, so it's fine. <laughs> but if you guys were if you guys were picking right now, I mean, listen, we both have our strengths. There are certain episodes where Elliot carries, and we both but we both m- mesh so well, we're just good enough to get beat. <laughs> <laughs> good enough to lose. So it hurts me to the soul that I do have to, you know, it's like. The Klitschko brothers, right? The mom never wanted them to fight in a ring, so one held a belt, the other one held a belt, and then they just retired with those belts. So we never saw the brothers fight. But sometimes, I mean, you know, my brother and I fought all the time, just no punches in the face, right? (laughs) It was. This is that thing. This is like two siblings. You know, they they got into a fight. Mom and dad got divorced. I went to live with my dad. He went to live with my mom. And then we met in college. I was like, oh, you know. and then we got into a fight <laughs> drunk outside of a bar. And here's where we are. One has to retire. The other one has to transfer colleges.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the deal.
2: Oh, this is the second time uh, you've gotten broken
1: up from a team in kind of a, a very angry fashion to a degree. I mean, you had Dagnino in the beginning. That was a big
2: thing. And is this comparable to you in a way? Or how does that work for you? Well, let's be honest, guys. Tom Dagnino, one of the greatest human beings around, like the nicest guy. The I'm persona that, that that he has been painted, yeah, you know, he's got his Gucci verse and he's, you know, he's the king of weird one liners and inappropriateness. He's, He should have been canceled before canceled. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he is one of the human beings around. He and I get along so well. But when it comes to trivia, you know, once every 10 matches, he's okay. okay? Once every 10 matches, he's okay. As a teammate, I can't bank with that. It's like you just fielded a, a basketball team, right? And it's me and I'm a 6'8 center. And the rest of the guys are like five two little Italian women making gnocchis in the back. Okay? That's Tom's trivia ability, no offense. And so our team was absolutely terrible. We, I, we had to break up. Listen, do I love Tom? Would I love the mega powers to stay together? Sure, but not in trivia. Maybe nice. in like, you know, building some sort of small business based around, you know, terrible one liners <laughs> or a show with dolls that are murderous ex football players. But I couldn't continue on with the team. I think with the Wildberries, is that the league, aka the powers that be, just kind of gave up on the Wild Berries when we could have been the team that every team had to play to get into the Schmodown. Like if you can beat the Wild Berries, you can play in the Schmodown. And the Wildberries would have been there all of the time. Just screaming, teams are good enough to beat the Wildberries. Mm-hmm. get in. If not, goodbye. Right.
1: Okay. The entry level examination right there. I think that's
2: a good good. Uh... Correct. where are your freshman <laughs> orientation? Yeah. <laughs> I, like I had that.
0: that bar, just like throwing fireball shots to the opponents right there. You got to take a shot. Right. Yep, all of that good stuff.
2: Yeah, you can't you can't play the wild berries sober. That's a rule, and you know, it, listen, I I force that on a lot of people at like ten a.m. on a Saturday. That's their fault. You can't <laughs> the That's your fault. I'm <laughs>
1: That's true. Those are
2: the rules. The uh, the it's like the house
1: rules. You can't, you Correct.
2: <laughs> yes, can't get that. <laughs>
1: Well, that's awesome, too. Well, that's not the only place you have showed up in the showdown recently. You did appear in the rom-com match that dropped on Patreon uh, this past week. Obviously, we won't yeah. discuss the uh, outcome, per se. I don't want to spoil that for people who haven't seen it yet or never. Um, but I do want to touch base with the one thing that happened Your, your, Let's say your interaction with one video drew Grant. Tell me about yes, her. weird, are.
0: huh? <laughs> she's, she is a character.
2: Now you want to know. I think she's a, she's a sweetheart. But uh yeah, she creeped me out, man. She threw me off my game. They got like all white face with the like I don't know what was going on. Like she had like some kind of like glass painted on her face. I don't know, man. Like <laughs> That's you know, listen, I'm scared of everything, okay? You want to get in my head? You scare me. And that's what Drew did. She found, she knows the weakness. She played it well. I also didn't know some of the rom-coms that they put in there. Come on guys, just do How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and let's call it a an even. Let's
0: do it. <laughs> just all questions about how to, uh, Matthew McConaughey questions just the Thank entire you. thing. You're correct, Danny. nailed it.
2: Will yeah. Smith in there maybe for Hitch,
1: things like that. Maybe. Thank you,
2: yeah, Paul. Hitch, let's, you know, I mean, you, you got your classics. You got your Hitch, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, uh, The Proposal. Um, <laughs> You know seven days seven nights failure to <laughs> launch uh what else the 13 going on 30 and the amazing wedding one. planner oh the wedding Monster planner thank you all. very much uh, made ass. in manhattan you know like the, the golden years of rom-com from about 1993 to 2006.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: right you have your 13 years of rom-com and here's the thing is you know Mark Riley swears by When Harry Met Sally. When Harry Met Sally is good. It's a classic. It it is what it is. It's just a lot of talking. Like it is a very talkative movie. Like it is it is just a it's a stage play with Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan talking their way in and out of a relationship. It is exhausting. But the weird thing about When Harry Met Sally, it's very real life. I'm like, "Oh, I've had these stupid conversations over and over and now they made a movie about it."
1: Sean <laughs> all in the chat saying, give you a shout out for being a wonderful human being. We love Sean Sully on the
2: show. And also 13 going on 30 is literally the best. That, it is. It, sure. is. it really it's is. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the, the thriller scene alone gets that movie. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Danny nailed it. And then McConaughey on the motorcycle at the end with a little, uh, anywhere you go, I'll follow you down. I mean, it is really. The- uh, Ken's not digging your take out. Ken here knows. Anything, Ken knows. <laughs> Ken knows. <laughs> Ken knows. <laughs> Well,
0: Well, speaking of Mr. Ken Natsak, hello, Mr. Ken. You have been doing a show with Ken, The Afternoons, for quite some time now. And it's been really fun, the evolution of that show, getting Amanda on, especially when she had to leave for a little while. Uh, Tell us a little bit about The Afternoons and how that concept kind of came up with you and Ken.
2: Well, I don't know if it really came up as it was kind of just like, hey, we got fired from Collider. Let's keep making content. (laughs) So uh, we did, like, you know, uh ken and i jumped on board and like we always just got along so well uh weirdly enough i mean we always talk about how ken didn't think that he would have ever been friends with me when we first met uh you know because we were two very different people but now we're you know like the best of friends he's, he's my brother um and we thought you know like let's just do you and i talking we we were going to do segments. We tried segments at the beginning, and then the segments really didn't work. And then, really, what it is is just like a long form improv. Uh, and then Amanda got involved, and she is the worst improv performer in the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I listened to uh, the latest episode that you all had, and yeah,
2: it's a good and one. by her own admission, she's awful. Like she's like, I didn't want to be an improv performer, which uh, you know, which which is great. Uh, and then a lot of times now on the show, which is hilarious is Ken has now become like a marriage counselor, which is <laughs> also very funny. So now we have this, you know, it's like a, it's still the the Ken and Josh doing stupid stuff with Amanda judging us. And then Ken answering the important marriage questions. It's this nice little weave of a three person podcast. Yeah. I think we're at like, well, like 120 episodes, maybe. something. Yeah. So yeah, we're uh, it's great. I love it. i I mean, you know, the dream for that show would to be, you know, like an afternoon drive radio show for, you know, on AM somewhere, you know, like nationally syndicated radio show with the three of us, you know, just shooting the shit, giving you some news segments, trying to make people laugh as they're stuck in traffic.
0: <laughs> I think yeah. it's a great show. It really is. Thank you. Yeah. yeah.
1: You are about to transition into fatherhood now. Uh, where are you in the fatherhood travels? I know uh, having been on a father myself, there's like the freak out moments, there's a time when you're ready, there's a time when you're like, come on, let's get this over with. And there's a time where like, it's getting really close and like,
2: oh shit, I don't know if I'm ready to get it. Let's go back. Where are you on that journey at this point? You Remember like when they would do potions class in Harry Potter uh-huh, uh-huh. and they would like put all those things together and then Hermione turned into a cat. <laughs> I'm like, I'm that. You're the cat level. Right? Like, I feel like I'm doing all the good things. And then all of a sudden, like today, we went to look at strollers and car seats and went to like the, the baby section of a bed, bath and beyond. And I was like, oh, man, I am in over my head right now. So like there are certain days when I was like, I can't wait to be a dad. And there's there's certain days where I'm like, holy moly, this is a lot. And then there's some days I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to figure it out. My parents figure it out. You know, we'll, we'll just wing it. You know, it's it's Everybody tells me don't read the books, and then other people are like, you got to read the books. Other people are like, hey, I figured it out. If I can figure it out, you can figure it out. I mean, you know, my brother's got four kids. He seems to be doing fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, just watch Knocked Up a few times, and then I think it'll, it'll get there. Yeah. yeah.
2: Listen, I just want my, my daughter to want to play golf with me every Saturday so I can – Turn that into daddy daughter time, so my wife doesn't yell at me for going to play golf. Oh, you know? uh, isn't that the great? Not, you're right. You're ahead of the game right there. I turn my son into a movie watcher
1: Right, did go to movies with them. I go to those like yeah. adventure movies. I wouldn't want to go, like the wife wouldn't want to go to. I'll go with him. See. Yes. See, I, train, I train, train your kids to like what you like. Absolutely. I, I took I took my, uh, my son to see Bad Boys for Life, and that was perfect. To, you
2: know, boom, Paul, <laughs> great father, father of the year right now. Also, <laughs> The movie of the year, if not the movie of the decade so far. You know, that
1: is actually pretty funny. that In this way, in this weird, twisted way that COVID happened, Bad Boys might actually be the greatest movie of the year. Like, actually financially successful and everything else at this point. Is this a, is this a thing? How does
2: that work? Well, see, here's the thing. Okay. A lot of people don't know this, is that I pull a lot of strings behind the scenes in the yeah. world. Uh, and especially when it comes to Bad Boys, Bad Boys franchise movies is... I just figured, why not start a global pandemic in order to keep Bad Boys for Life on the tip of everybody's tongue the whole year? Like, what was the last movie you saw before COVID? Oh, Bad Boys for Life? Duh, it was the greatest movie of the year. So, you know, and we're, we're into the, what it, What would this be? The, the 2020s, right? So for the next decade, it was like, holy shit. Yeah, so-and-so was an okay movie, but do you remember Bad Boys for Life? Oh, <laughs> I mean, come on guys, it was so good. It was, it was beyond good. And now it's on stars. I've watched it like 40 times. It's amazing. <laughs> it gets better every yeah, time. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Oh yeah. my
0: goodness. Your what? plan executed brilliantly.
2: I'd also think, like a disclaimer here though. I did not start COVID-19. I want <laughs> that to be clear. Okay.
1: Are you sure? Are you sure? We're sure on this though.
2: That's yes. positive yeah.
1: yeah. All right, now that you've seen it 40 times, I'm kind of curious, has your rankings of the Bad Boys
2: films changed? No, I think it still goes two, three, one. 3 one 3 one okay, that makes sense. That's actually I it's Really, like, obviously this is splitting hairs and you're, there is no wrong answer, but it's, like, two and then, like, one and three. Like, maybe three is, like, this much better, and maybe just because it's new, but if you go back and watch the original Bad Boys, it still 100% holds up, which, I mean, it's it's still a great effing movie. Uh, But it's, you know, I think three just had. I mean, you know what? I think three had Michael Bay directed it and had they had about 40 million more dollars we would have had, you know, like one more crazy action Michael Bay sequence that Bad Boys 2 really took to that next level. I mean, it still had awesome action sequences, don't get me wrong. But there's that that modern day and I'm I'm like again, I don't want to complain cuz I love the movie, but there's that modern day thing of like Turning real people into superheroes. So when Will Smith falls out of that hotel and he's like punching that dude with the helmet, I'm like, guys, he's not Iron Man. Okay? <laughs> not Iron Man. But you need it, you up? know, nowadays you have to have that like crazy action sequence, karate chop, whatever. You can't just one punch like they were doing in the old one. So um, you know, it was it was but it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah.
1: I love the one punch things. I think Harrison Ford was had best like sounding punches debate. He always, like wound up like a real puncher. You know and I mean, it was like a, an action punch. It was like a real punch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, oh, good. oh, yeah. LA Finest, I've ever seen LA Finest, which was a bad boys type show, with okay. women, correct?
2: It's Jessica Alba and Gabrielle Union, okay? Now, I'm just gonna throw this out there. LA's Finest is the most impossible show to find anywhere on TV, okay? Every time I set my DVR for it, it doesn't record. Every time I go and look for it on demand, it doesn't exist. I don't have the Spectrum network. And if you can't download the Spectrum app, you can't get it. My parents gave me their Spectrum sign-in and it wouldn't let me get to LA's finest. I have no idea why I can't find the show. The world is keeping me away from it because I've been told it's absolutely terrible. But listen, it's in the Bad Boys franchise. I need to see this.
1: I get it. Yeah. I am asking yeah. myself for the same reason. I can't I can't Steve? do it. Either.
0: Yeah, it's it's
1: because you started COVID, so that's why you can't watch it. Keep that going, Danny. Keep that going. <laughs> thank you, AJ, for the donation. Josh had Bad Boys for Life it will be the top U.S. box office gross for 2020 on Collider Live last year, and somewhere on a finger on a monkey's paw, curled up. That's true. We are going. That's the that's going to be the takeaway from this show is that Josh Bakuga is the one behind COVID nineteen. Thank you. You know. It's... <laughs>
2: It's a, it's a blessing and a curse, guys. I mean, <laughs> wear your masks. Yeah, I, remember, I remember saying that on Collider Live and then the fact that it came to fruition is just comedy gold. <laughs> yeah.
0: Of all movies. Uh, I know. Yeah, so now that we've all had to kind of stay home and stuff like that, weddings are something that a lot of people haven't gone to. Josh, one of my favorite things to know about you is that you are uh, like the best wedding dancer ever. So yeah. uh, tell us about any, do you have any like good wedding stories?
2: <laughs> do I have good weddings? I stories? know a bunch of Yeah, so, you know, I mean, Ken Knapsack is the ultimate officiant, right? I've, I've officiated a bunch of weddings. I'm actually officiating David Griffin's wedding here in about a month uh, in Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, actually saw him this weekend. And so um, I'm looking forward to that. Going to be a really nice time but I like, you know, I always kind of say it, it's stupid, but you know, if my, if I was a painter, my canvas would be a wedding dance floor. Right. And so, um, I just, I love weddings. I love like celebrating love. I love an open bar and I love dancing. Right. So like I said, I want my daughter to play golf so I can play golf with her on a Sunday. But if my daughter wants to take dance classes, I'll take a dance class with her. I mean, like it could only help my wedding dancing performance.
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: See, i come from a long line of, of wedding, just lovers of weddings, wedding aficionados. You know, my dad isn't as a legend on a wedding dance floor. My uncles are crazy. My cousins are insane. My aunt's are just wild. Like our family weddings are pandemonium. When we were getting, you know, when we were planning our wedding, Amanda and I, Amanda just went one point point was like, shut up about these Makuga weddings. I know what a Makuga wedding is. And then all these Carmel and like all of Amanda's side were like, we thought it was going to be wild. And then we came to this wedding and I was like, I know I told you it's insane. I mean, we ran out of whiskey and vodka. Oh my, my
0: goodness. Um,
2: <laughs> we, ran out, we ran out of whiskey, vodka. I mean, there was a, it, it was, just insane you know at least one person puked on all the buses going home but that fuel you know it's like you know it's like rocket fuel you can't shoot top gun without the rocket fuel you can't light up the wedding dance floor without a little liquid c- courage right so it's the amount of booze consumed it's like a, you know it's a parabolic graph and right here where it crosses is where the wedding dance floor hits um and you know i mean listen i've spent I've split my pants at more than one wedding. Um, I, I, when I designed my suit for my wedding, I had two suits made. Cause I would, I knew I was either going to split the pants or sweat through it and both happened. So I was able to, you know, put on the new set of pants and the new jacket. Um, the one wedding I was at, I bought a new tuxedo, like a week before the wedding had it tailored. Everything <laughs> went to the wedding, did a jump split off the stage and split the pants and I was wearing bright orange underwear. <laughs> and it was like a navy blue tuxedo. Yeah. And my and Amanda was like, Is, are you wearing orange underwear? I was like, yep, <laughs> that's orange There's an orange underwear. Uh, I, uh, let's see, let's see. My cousin's wedding, back, way back in the day, I think I was 18, and we had somehow convinced the bartender at this wedding that we were all 21. I don't think she really even cared at this point. <laughs> said, shut up and drink, you idiot kids. Um, I, it was my, my cousin got married, uh, to a Vietnamese woman and they do this, like this traditional dance and they put these outfits on and I took one of the outfits after. And I was like dancing in and everybody thought it was great. And turns out they had to return these outfits and they were really expensive and I lost it. I, I lost the outfit <laughs> I don't know where it was, I ended up paying like 450 bucks for this traditional Vietnamese outfit. It was not ideal. Um. <laughs> Yeah, my brother's wedding. My brother's wedding in uh, in New Orleans was just pandemonium for three straight days. That was the one when I tried to do the Matrix backflip off the wall, and I'm pretty, and like I have like kind of a permanent wrist damage from landing like on my like hand on the back. You know, I mean, it's just again liquid courage onto a dance floor. Um, I did the the dirt. Well, Amanda and I did the dirty dancing lift at our wedding, but I did a dirty dancing lift with a bride, and she wouldn't commit to it, oh, and. No. So I like put her up and then as I was bringing her down, she like swung and kicked me so hard in the balls. Like, I mean, hard, hard in the balls that like two days later, I was legit. I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. Like that was was a scene. And I had to get on a plane the next day. I mean, guys, I've done it. If there's a wedding story, I've lived it. Yeah. Uh,
1: As long as you don't bring glasses on the dance floor. Yeah. No
2: One of them, on the yeah, well, that's a rule. Listen, you drink off the dance floor, drink as fast as you can, go on the dance floor, sweat it out, go back to the bar, rip a shot, go back to the floor. Like that's what it's for. Get your steps in, back and forth. <laughs> that's true, you work out. it. I get that, I appreciate it. Sweat yeah. it out, sweat it out. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Sweat
1: it out. yeah. Now, you mentioned your orange underwear and your suits. Now you are known for your fancy
2: dress wear, suits wear. Do, do you have a favorite that you uh, wear at this point? Well, I do like the suit that I wore for my wedding. I love the, uh, you know, the bright pink one. That's probably a classic. I have been enjoying that R2D suit a decent yeah. amount. I, I love my pool blazers. You know, I have a pool tuxedo. I've got a Terry Cough pool blazer. Um, I've got, you know, I've got tuxedos. You know, I've got tuxedo jackets. I got purples, I got pinks, I got oranges. I have a lot of Christmas tuxedo stuff, a lot of Christmas suits. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I'm telling you, it runs the gamut. My it, sometimes I think Amanda goes in there and throws the Blazers, like, <laughs> that Blazer away, and, me, and I don't notice for like six months. I'm like, hey, you seen that like paint splattered blazer? It's like blue and yellow. It's like, oh, what?
0: Oh, you still wanted that?
2: Oh, <laughs>
0: about that blazer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll get the point more time, that up there's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I got to say, who who has the better? You or Mark Ellis? Who's got the better uh, suit? Where you think?
2: Well, I influenced mark ellis i mean it's a that's it's a derivation of me so i was the one that sent him the link for the tetris suit i gave him the orange suit that's my suit i gave it to him because the one time i gave it to him he wanted to give it back and it smelled terrible and i was like it's yours now this is, this is clearly yours it smells like your high school gym locker room it's yours now it's um yeah so and he can thank me for that. I was the one that convinced Ken to get the Darth Vader suit for Star Wars Celebration. Listen, I don't want to say I'm a fashion icon. But you're you a fashion. can say that. I'm not going to say that, but if you want to say that, I won't disagree, Paul. I will say that right here and right now. You are thank a fashion you. icon. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> we'll Danny's shoot. just nodding like, do
0: you think? No, no, wrong? no, no. I agree completely 100% because those suits are iconic. It just absolutely epic. So thank you. Thank you
1: cannot,
0: you. Mm, uh-uh. That's and all would,
1: you got. Would you let your significant other dress like that, Danny? That's what I have to ask. I yeah, about. absolutely.
0: Those yes, those suits are fire. I love stuff like that. Thank you, Danny. Absolutely. It.
1: Yes. Only ask, I'm hiding the Ed Harris shirt I wear. I'm hiding that from Kim so she doesn't throw that one out. So yeah,
2: perfect. It's,
0: that's a that's a very good shirt. Uh, if you ever get a chance to see that shirt, Josh, it's just Ed Harris all over it.
2: I mean, listen, if you're gonna put an actor on your shirt, I think it goes like Ed Harris, everybody else.
1: Thank you.
2: Uh, thank you, Josh. I to clip
1: that out, Jake, for our channel. I'd like that as a, as
2: yeah, a quote.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mark Ellis, though, now you've done some stand-up for them. How is that? like? Mark's been doing it very successfully as a stand-up comedian. Uh, you get to open up a lot and, and tour them, or usually tour them, so to speak. Um,
2: How is that? And do you enjoy that? So. You know, Mark Ellis always puts on like such a good show for you guys. Like he's always so nice like, guys going on the road with Mark Ellis. Like, holy shit. It is diva town. Like <laughs> I have to iron his pants. He yells at me backstage. I have to arrange the green room just so that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't freak out. Uh, I have to have just the right kind That of, like he, he, Puts a thermometer into the course light and he pulls it out. He's like, this is bullshit. And he throws it at me. Um, It's really, it's guys, it's getting like really uncomfortable. Um, He tried to hit me with the Ford Fusion a couple weeks ago uh, just out of anger. (laughs) Does he even let you have a course light or is that even off limits? Say it again. Does he even let you have one of the course lights or is that even like off limits? Well, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm allowed to, you know, breathe the same air as Mark Ellis, let alone. Have one of his precious coors lights where you the only way you know if you can drink it is if the mountains turn blue on a can. Like, <laughs> literally like drinking a hyper color shirt. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we, no, we, but we, but touring with Mark and Ken has been amazing. Like we have the best time. Those shows are so much fun. Uh I, you know, th- that was one of like the really tough parts about COVID is we had a bunch of shows scheduled and you know, a ton of different um, you know, things lined up for this for this 2020 and you know they kind of all were canceled. Although the last couple of live streams have been a lot of fun. Um, you know, Rylas Cantina and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh the you know the the tour has been amazing. Okay. So yeah. I love it. I mean I miss stand-up. I wish I did it as much as Ellis back in the day. I never had the um I never had the patience, I guess, for open mics. I never had the patience to to be around the comedy store, the Improv, the Laugh Factory, all the time, to do standup every single night, um, I knew that I was that I could do it. I just I, I was all I always felt like I was never the best standup, and not that like being the best matters to me, but I, I just you know I I really loved the hangout aspect of stand stand-up comedy, and I loved doing shows for a lot of people. I never liked the driving to do a show for ten people that really weren't enjoying themselves. And that's, I think a lot of comics really enjoy that. A lot of comics just love the stage time. For me, it was more like, I wanna make people laugh. And, and you know, I found I could do that on podcasts. I feel like I could do that on live shows, on YouTube stuff, writing, working, other kind of stuff. I wish I had the same drive and um, that a lot of standup comics do. It's just like my buddy, Andrew Santino will say and Mark will say is you're just wired a little bit different. If you need to do standup all the time, it becomes, you know your adrenaline rush, your drug, your kind of thing. And, and Mark is so good and Mark has cut his teeth and Mark is absolutely fantastic. I'm just, you know, glad that he, he lets me jump on stage before (laughs) he does. That's all. Well, did you ever have one
1: time where you just, you said, wow, I killed it tonight. It was the one time you really hit that home run in the,
2: in the show. Yeah. There's, there's been a couple of shows that I feel like, you know, I've walked off stage and been like, that was murder. Um, it's, it's a pretty amazing feeling. Like it's, it's wild. You know I mean? The, the the weirdest thing about stand-up though, is you could do that same set that you crushed the night before right. the next day and absolutely bomb, like eat shit. Like you wouldn't believe. Right. And I think that was the hardest part for me about comedy. It was, it was when you, when you killed the high was so high. And when you bombed, you felt like just driving the car off the cliff to cat style. So it was those, those highs and lows were too extreme for me. I'm such a, a, an even keel positive person that I think stand up um you know is is really hard for a very positive happy go lucky person because for the most part a lot of, a lot of comics are miserable, miserable people. So, <laughs> the yeah. the yeah.
0: Well it was announced. I'm sorry, Paul, were you gonna I did have right? a stream
2: lab? I was gonna
1: throw a stream lab in there that go we for got. It. Uh stream in there. It's, it says it's from Elliot Dewberry. Um, oh, you said uh quote Josh help me, Shannon has me under constant surveillance.
2: <laughs> Elliot, he knows that's a signal. Don't you got, just don't worry about it. We've got, got it. it, okay? Got it. Got uh, it. Jake, you can work on that code breaking for us. Uh,
1: <laughs> or, uh, by the end of the show, that'd be great. Um, anyway.
0: <laughs> yes. Elliot, let <laughs> us know that you, if you're you okay. You'd be a great for
1: base coach, Josh, I think. You'd yeah. be great third base coach, right?
0: <laughs> that's all I know. Just that,
2: yeah, that's
0: the most baseball that I know.
2: <laughs> work,
0: thanks, thanks, Josh. Okay, so earlier this year, I believe it was announced that Alex Trebek is not retiring from Jeopardy!
2: Yeah,
0: so but is Josh for Jeopardy still going strong? Is that something that you still want to campaign going forward?
2: It's my dream, you know. I think, uh, the hard part was you know that Alex got cancer, you know, he still has cancer, um, and like. I think it would have been in really bad taste to be like, man, I really want Alex Trebek's job. If people had known, like a lot of people that maybe don't know me would see it and be like, oh, he's what he's trying to like kick Alex while he's down and he's got cancer. I think it would be a really bad look for me. It still is my dream job. It absolutely is my dream job. Anybody still asks, you know, I would love to be the next host of Jeopardy, um, but I can't. Like actively campaign while the man is sick. Uh, I can still be the biggest Jeopardy fan on the planet. And I got to tell you, these last like three weeks of Jeopardy, four weeks, they've, you know, they basically are only able to pull in talent that can drive to LA. So you hear like people from Altadena, California. Altadena is like 20 minutes from here, right? Like they're all, they're trying to make up these like far away sounding California (laughs) towns, and they're all just literally like, from Fairfax, California. That's just the street next to the studio. Like <laughs> it's you're, they're not like they're not pulling people from all over the country and the world. And you can see that the talent pool. And no offense, like the the questions are a little bit easier, the scores are a lot lower, and uh, you know the 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 contestants aren't as strong as you would if you had the national pool. Um, so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like. Whoa. Maybe this is my chance. Because there are some episodes on Jeopardy where I'm like 80%, which is pretty good, right? Like that's pretty good. And there's some episodes where I'm like 35%, and it is brutal. So, but these last like these last month plus of shows, I've been on fire. Amanda's like, geez, these people stink. I'm like, no, no, no. These questions are a little bit easier, and these and a lot of the contestants just aren't as strong, I think, as the other ones. And not that like Jeopardy isn't trying because they're still giving us new episodes. And that's amazing. I mean, when they opened the Jeopardy vault during COVID, how cool was that? Like the first episode of Jeopardy was wild. It's so much different than it is now. Yeah. um, You know, obviously I have more excitement for Jeopardy than like 99.99% of the population. Uh, So, but yes, the answer to your question, Danny, long-winded answer, yes, I would absolutely still Love to be the next host of Jeopardy. Josh McGougar for Jeopardy is still a hashtag. You can use it. I have plenty of stickers and buttons still at my house. So, you know, I'll bring it when we can do live shows again. I'll bring them out. Oh, I definitely take one. I think, <laughs> you know, I do have
1: another short Down question. I did want to bring back. I want to ask you, uh, you had, there's an incident, obviously. I want to know how mad was Christian really when you lost the belt?
2: he was like kind of pissed about it he was really pissed about it wasn't he (laughs) yeah like i was kind of you know everybody everybody was a little you know i thought people kind of overreacted to it and then i was and, and then i don't know i mean that's just me so me flossing with the belt me like do you know doing all that stuff i thought was just I thought it was going to be funnier than it was, and everybody like <laughs> treats that belt like it's you know the carpenters cup and in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade for crying out loud, uh, and so you know I never apologize for it and never will, but apparently that belt is a little more sensitive than clearly me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speak
1: along the same lines. I gotta ask. Like I've heard, some people have stories and everything else. Was anything that you passed through Christian try to pass through Christian for the showdown, specifically that he rejected outright that you thought was genius that you think you could have done and hit home run with? Wait, say that again. Something that you proposed to do for your character or for a show or something through Christian or for the showdown that a Christian maybe rejected or you couldn't do. Some kind of got deleted. You know, something you could have done that you wanted.
2: No, to. I don't think there ever was. No, I don't was, think that. Did well, first of all, he usually pitches stuff to me and then okay. I just kind of go with it. Um, I mean, maybe there was an idea of, of nudity that he shut down. Oh. Um, and which is rightly so. Like, there's people, there's, you know, there's ladies in the crowd. I don't, but like, it was going to be more like a Borat kind of a situation, like that amount. Like, it was going to be covered, but barely. And it was going to be more to just throw off jte um <laughs> this was way back in the beginning of it like trying to take it up that next notch right. um, but uh yeah no i don't think there was ever anything that i pitched him or he pitched me that hasn't made its way to screen somehow you know okay fair enough i mean i, just- I, w- I wasn't allowed to light off fireworks inside and I wasn't, I was actually looking into renting a blowtorch, but nobody would like a flamethrower kind of a thing. For like one of the big shows, it was gonna be a flamethrower, but it was gonna like shoot tons of confetti, like so much confetti and and Christian's like, we don't have enough people to clean up all that confetti. I was like, yeah. (laughs)
3: Like
2: it was gonna cover Chicago in confetti. Like all the whole audience was gonna be covered in confetti, but you know. He wouldn't go for it. Uh, was also P. really yeah. expensive. <laughs> PJ Campbell and at that point probably yeah. thanking him yeah. for that.
1: <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> Do you have a uh, favorite live event memory? You've done a few of them now or are you kind of warm up the crowd
2: and everything? Any live event memories that stick out to you? Man, the beginning of that Chicago show was pretty amazing. The Star Wars Celebration I mean, it was so big. But I think that first show uh, when we played, who um, uh, uh, was the guy that made fun of my wife's vagina? Um... Uh, what was that guy? Real, real real rejects. Real rejects. Thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you. Thank cool. you. Um, so when the well, one of the moments you guys didn't see during that show. I mean, it was amazing, like it was wild. It was the first live show the Schmodown had ever done. So it was, you know, everything was new and the crowd was on fire. Um, was we were doing the you know, like the the bits, and we were like running around, it was dark on stage and I was like running with the microphone and I was yelling and there was almost one point when I stepped clear off the stage and just out of the corner of my eye, my right foot like just missed doing it. And I looked back at Elliot and he looked at me like, holy <laughs> shit, you almost fell. Like I would have really hurt myself. That's like a four and a half foot drop. It's, oh, no. it's far. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah.
1: All right, got a few super chats that just came in there. Let's get ready to so- talk short on podcast. I'm guessing that's going to be Suge. Uh, congrats, Wildman, on the baby girl, and let's go Steelers. Oh, right. yeah, five and oh. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben Rayner, also, thank you, Ben, for the, the donation. I missed the fantasy updates with you and Cody, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Is there any chance of
2: a brief return? Oh. Um, There is not. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I do miss those. Those were always really fun. Um, I would, uh, you know, I would go to Cody and I'd be like, Cody, we got to film like eight of these in a row. Like, all right, what do you got? And I was like, all right, so on this one, you're going to come out as me. And, and, and we would pitch the stupidest stuff. And then, then you know, Christian, a.k.a. Cobster uh, would come in. He would then he became part of it. You know, it it was just we didn't actually give you any fantasy updates. There was nothing fantasy <laughs> about it. It was just us doing stupid stuff <laughs> yeah. and me yelling into a microphone. It was that's all it became. And I, you know, we had a good time doing it.
1: It was gold. I gotta say, I loved them anyway. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. They were they were a highlight for
1: sure. Glad <laughs> you guys
2: enjoyed them.
0: Yes, the Sherbert sure the, the Boys
2: album is my favorite from Denny. <laughs> yeah, Sherbert was that we had a really you know, we had there was twelve songs in that first album. Um, we, Danny, you remember the one with Shakira? That was a really good song. Yes. yeah, we were um, just
0: singing it before before yeah. we went live because I had to hear that one. Like, there's that one line that you oh. sing in that song that's just so iconic and so classic. I just had to hear you sing it. So no, thank you for thank you for blessing us with that earlier. Not sure welcome. if we're able to give that to the to the crowd or anything.
2: You know, we're so. kind of like that band. You know, we had the Shakira song. We had two scoops featuring Jay Z and Flo Rida. Mm. Um, you know, we had the one with Neil Diamond. Oh, um, every flavor has its cream. It was a little adult friendly. I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was something. Um, but, uh, you know, 12 songs, one album, and then the Sherbert Boys broke up, and people still talk about it. You know, I mean, it was a t- we had a good run, but just like most bands, I think creative differences really got the best of us.
0: So. Yeah. It's a shame yeah. that that Christmas album never got made, man.
2: You know, we're three songs into it. I'm waiting for the call. Just waiting for the call. We have Eagle Bells. We have Frosty the Snowman. And of course, we have the all acapella instrumental version of Carol of the Bells. Wow. Yes. That's cool right
0: there. Yes, please.
1: You
2: never know. Like, keep keep faith alive.
1: You never know. All bands eventually have a reuniting, even if it's like a charity event, a live, aid, maybe a COVID 19 aid or something. Yeah. Get back together. That'd Listen. be the.
2: Call, you got to call the Sherbert Boys agent. Uh, we're rep by Jimmy Iveen over at uh, Interscope. So, yeah.
1: and maybe, may, just maybe, Josh might have started COVID. Maybe the Sherbert Boys can end COVID.
2: We can only hope. Anything's possible, Paul. <laughs> possible.
0: Look at that full circle right there, Paul.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, anything, I think,
1: without further ado, I think it's time to break into the second part of our show. This is our famous This or That. If you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, I'll be giving Josh two options. And he can choose between them. He can ask for clarification. He can make up his own clarification. He can answer however the fuck he wants because it's his show at
2: this point. Danny, you're really good with those hand movements.
1: It's Thank really you. I've,
0: I've had time to practice.
1: Yes, very good. I've actually had time to learn to not distract
2: myself from it because she's kind of really distracted with it. But I kind of like just tune her out. I'm just the banner like, hey, yeah.
0: to his Pat. I'm the banner oh. to his Pat during this segment.
2: I will say, Pat Sajak, one of the weirdest looking human beings on the planet. <laughs> really How good. that man has made a career in television, I will never know. His hair looks like a radish in his it's face. His hair,
0: okay. Yeah, it's, his hair is this weird square shape that I can't figure out.
2: Unbelievable. I mean, it's crazy. But hell, <laughs> he made a he made a lifetime of terrible jokes and human beings not knowing words spinning a wheel. That's so you got to do. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, the first question we always
1: ask um, is because we are an Action Army podcast, obviously formed out of Team Action, as you know. Uh, we want to know when they broke up. Uh, you have a Wildberry civil war we had the action army civil war sure uh, would you fall on the side of team guy or team trader only i'm always i'm always team guy i mean that makes sense and you don't, see you had the right answer kelsey you can just go home. Yeah. kelsey's
2: team trader but that's all right we're glad that you're on the right the side of right at this point listen mm-hmm. andrew guy and i you know uh we were cut from very similar cloth so. <laughs> Heard of big, big dumb idiots, <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. That's very
1: true. Yeah. So, uh, we got uh, a little food one we got
2: a uh, poutine oh. or loaded french fries, poutine or loaded french fries. See, okay, I feel like poutine is like really overrated because that gravy is so rich. Great. So, give me the loaded fries every time. I mean, yeah. we're are- I like this. Okay.
0: I just like gravy.
2: No, I I think gravy has its place, but maybe less of it on the fries. But gravy is very good. I mean, you know.
0: We we can all be wrong. It's fine.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Danny, how dare you?
1: Okay. Uh, We got, how about a Pittsburgh pirate or a Pittsburgh penguin? Oh, Pittsburgh penguins.
2: Penguins are yours. Okay. Yes. Yes. And I was Steelers. Or penguins? Uh, Steelers. It goes Steelers, penguins, everything else. Everything else. Okay. Yeah. Uh, playing in singles or playing as a part of a team? Oh, man. Come on. There's nothing better than playing with the wild berries. It's a team. <laughs> okay. I love team stuff. I, I'm never... I love team competition. It's the best. Yeah. Uh, a wildberry or a rutabaga? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, as, as somebody that's never actually eaten a rutabaga, just pith, pitched a business. Based on a woman's name, uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to team with probably the sweeter of the wildberry. I'm gonna. You know, I've had wildberry flavored things, so and they're delicious. So why not? We're gonna go wildberry. Right,
1: that makes sense. All right. How about? Uh, I saw. I'm gonna actually admit. I stole this from one, one from your Twitter feed. Okay. Uh, the fratellis or the Hocus Pocus witches.
2: Oh, you got to take the
1: Fratellis, Come on.
2: <laughs> Every time I'm right hey, The there. Goonies <laughs> is so good. <laughs> Goonies is so good, it's so good.
1: I have never gotten sick of that movie. Never, ever. never. So, All right, uh, pineapple on pizza, yay or nay?
2: We don't live in communist <laughs> Russia. We should not be forced to eat this ridiculousness on pizza. People that say they like it, say it because they're like trying to get a rise out of people, they know they're lying. When it, Like when push comes to shove, Like zombie apocalypse happens or like, hey, the last food on earth is pineapple pizza. I'm running into the horde of zombies. (laughs) Ah, Jake, I got two
1: words for you. Yeah,
0: poor Jake. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Jake. (laughs) Jake.
2: (laughs) There we go. There you go. There you go. Sorry, Jake.
1: All right. uh, do you prefer a double entendre or a pun? Oh, pun all day long. Come on. Uh, All right. All day. Uh this is gonna be a I think this might be a difficult one see. Okay. Mike Lowry or Marcus Bennett
2: <sighs> Bad boy dad. okay here's the here's the crazy part is I think in each movie it flips oh so okay. in one a mark a Marcus okay in two a Mike okay in three a Marcus so maybe in four we go back to Mike All right.
1: So then I guess by okay, default right now, you'd have to choose Marcus if it's 2 Yes. Marcus,
2: yeah, right? Well, I mean, listen, he's a little overweight. He's kind of living the dream. He wants to retire. That's more me right now than it is Mike Lowry still chasing the cop dream. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Uh, uh, let's see. Alex Trebek or Fred Rogers?
2: Oh, damn. Hmm.
0: <sighs> so wholesome. I mean...
2: Fred Rogers is from Pittsburgh. He's, you know, a light of this world. Not that Alex Trebek isn't. Both men are absolutely, you know, legends in their field, great human beings, but Mr. Rogers is, you know, cut from a different cloth. Uh, you know, you, you gotta pick Mr. Rogers. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Uh,
1: let's see. Uh, this is one, I'm, I actually don't understand this. This is someone who gave, someone else gave this one to me. He it says it's an inside joke. Okay. Truffle plumpers or Jessica Flash
2: on the green bulb? oh yeah that's uh that's the show uh ken and i watch um it was produced by the afternoons podcast uh it's on the cw's third app people watch this uh jessica bulb and the green flash i'm a big green flash guy uh but jessica bulbs had had a great season two and okay season three we'll see what happens season four okay fair fair enough uh tv talk or eating history well I loved Eating History. It was an amazing time. I don't think we're getting a season two. Nothing has been set in stone yet, but as of right now, we're not getting a season two. I think the TV talk was cut way too short, Um, unfortunately. I mean, David Griffin got an amazing job and he had to step away, but I don't think there was anything quite like that original chemistry of myself, David Griffin, and Sinead DeFreeze. so. Fair enough. And not nothing against that, or Roxy, or Emma. It was great, but like that first, when you first get something and like everything's new, it was so much fun and so different. And we were doing other things that, like, other shows weren't, uh, at least on Collider. And I think we had so much room to grow. And I don't think that Collider gave us enough of a chance simply because, uh, you know, the powers that be didn't love that we weren't getting amazing numbers. That's all. You know, I'm not going to blame a guy from Canada, but I can blame a guy from Canada. Thank <laughs> I'm all I'm all here for that as well. Uh, I,
1: that will actually do our <laughs> little segment of this or that. It's you. You breeze through them really quickly. You're good to go. You made it your way. I'm very proud of you. Good work, my friend. Good
2: work. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So, Danny, is it time for questions from the chat? It is.
0: It is. So we're going to go ahead and bring uh, our sweet, lovely Kelsey on. Hello, Kelsey. So before we get started with questions from the chat, uh, we did want to start something new here uh, with Josh, especially Josh, you've been a part of the Schmodown for a long time, and so I thought this would be a great person to start this new little segment that we're doing with. So big shout out to everyone that helped us get this prepared. Um, I'll let you...
1: We're going to open up with a few video questions. We did solicit a Few questions from some videos uh, this will give the chat time to actually add some streamlabs or super chats in there as well those will get priority after the videos some of these are from members of the community some fan, some big fans of the community some people involved in showing on a few of them uh, we're going to open up with somebody who we know pretty well uh, he's one of the greatest fan members of the community uh, he he's, talked, he's involved with almost everybody's shows here and there. Uh, he's always at the matches. He's always there. He's been a big supporter of C2A for a long time, and he's got two little supporters who are just as big of fans. Uh, of course, I'm talking only about uh, John Mariano, uh, and his is the first question we're going to give because we want to give him that honor. So without further ado, John Mariano.
3: Hi, hi, everybody over at Call to Action. I'm honored to have been asked to be the first fan, to ask one of the um, Schmodown competitors and the legendary Josh Macuga of the Wildberries a question. Um, I... <laughs> Guys, give me my phone back.
0: Hi Josh, it's Zoe Mariano, and I was just wondering, who do you think is going to win between you and
2: Elliot Dewberry? Hi Josh, it's Kara, and um...
1: Oh, what do you think of my Lord of the Rings impression? My precious.
3: So, Josh, um, my question for you is, are you prepared for parenthood and realizing that you are, at best, (laughs) the second or third most important person in the room at any given time? Much love, um, you and Amanda are gonna be incredible parents. We have nothing but love for you and all the best from the Marianos, bye.
2: <laughs> They're the best, that's so adorable. That was one hell of a Smeagol, oh, right. no. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. That girl should do a contest, my word. <laughs> that was incredible. Um, those, those girls are just the cutest. Um, Let's see. I, am I, I like I said before, Parenthood is is going to come in here quick. I'm looking forward to it, but you know, listen, uh, it's going to be a wild ride. I know that no longer is you know what my priorities are matter. That's nothing. It's you know it's little, little girls and nothing else. So there's that. Uh, and then I, who do I think is between me and Elliot? Well, I think I'm going to win, but there's really no winners here. There's no winners. winners. The audience
0: gets win. to win. they are the winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're the winners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we do have another question from someone else inside of the Schmodown world, from our good friends, Jillian and Sean. So thank you so much for getting that in there. And here we go. Hey, Josh, this is Jillian. And Sean. Just wanted to ask, um, what was your
3: favorite Schmodown match or favorite Schmodown moment you were a part of? I can definitely tell you what ours was.
1: Um, speaking of which, do you think Andrew Guy wants his slice back?
3: Thanks, Josh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. Christian was actually really bummed about that one, too. <laughs> he was like, I have a thing, and they were supposed to, like, come up there, and, like, they were going to yell, and you, like, threw his pie into the crowd. I was like, sorry, dude. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> you got me drunk for three hours. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that was super fun, was good, and that was, like, how we all became friends with them, with Jillian and sean and they're amazing people uh so i mean you know like my my favorite schmodown memory i think when i beat jte and i like humped him in the old collider (laughs) studio i love that match so much Beating him was so much fun because then he went on to become like so good in the league and i was you know that was just that one brief moment in time i mean it was really and it was really great beating christian in the first ever schmodown Uh, That was, that was a ton of fun, but you know, just being a part of the league is always a good time. I love the live shows. Love getting to meet everybody at the live shows. And you know, it's a, it's a really fun community. A lot of, you know, a lot of wildness, no pun intended.
3: (laughs) All right. And we have another question from V Nikki Demolanta. Hey
2: guys,
0: it's Nikki, AKA Demi. I have, I think two questions for Josh, considering that he's about to be a new daddy in the not too distant future. And I think that these questions might be fun for him and Amanda to look back on maybe a year from now, two years from now or whatever. So I'm curious, what do you think is going to be the most challenging part of being a new parent? And also what is a baby milestone that you think is going to be the most exciting? As my child starts to run toward me,
2: oh, hey, Josh! Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> so cute, so cute. Um, I am looking. What? What am I scared of? What, what did you? What am I like? The cha- what do I think the most challenging? Challenging. Thing is, most challenging. Um, I think that you know over the years, and Dimmy is the best. I love Dimmy. I love they're they're the best. Um, she and Andrew. Um, so. I think the challenging thing for me is patience like i have really bad road rage uh I, my patience can run thin quickly i mean i you know i was born with italian blood so we're not exactly known as being the most patient people if you've ever been to italy they don't wait in lines they just kind of push you out of the way um so i think patience is going to be my biggest challenge and i think like the big milestone i'm probably looking forward to most is uh you know that when they first like kind of become people and like your best friends and you realize that like, you know, I'm raising a little fun human here, we get to go hang out. Like, I you know, I, I was really lucky to be raised by parents that, I, that were my friends that were, you know, obviously they were disciplinarians and, you know, they weren't my parents, but now later in life, they're my friends and it's, um you know, I was very lucky to have very loving, amazing parents. So I want my daughter to, you know, think like that, that her dad was uh, you know, a really fun dad and a good person and also, you know, a good example, but also very good at dad jokes. That's very important. So.
1: Yes. Real quick interject there uh, chat. Love you Josh from Julian in the chat and John Mariano actually is in the chat as well. So that was incredible. <laughs> yes. There you go uh, Next one there. Uh, All go?
3: right. We have speaking. another video speaking of Andrew. We have a question from him as well.
2: Hey, Josh, it's Andrew here. Um, as I watch football from one football fan to another, I had a question. Is Amanda as confused with the rules of football as Nikki is? Um, uh, she constantly is, like, asking me, like, what constitutes... Hey, what? What, What?
0: It's confusing. If you throw it on the ground intentionally, it should be intentional grounding, but there's all these other rules.
2: You see what I'm dealing with?
0: It's confusing.
2: Anyways, I would like to know. Thanks. <laughs> uh demi and amanda when it comes to football are cut from very very similar clocks. yeah uh i like asking amanda just you know random uh you know football questions to see if she is actually paid attention to a game if there's one <laughs> game or a quarter no no the other day i asked her how many yards it was for a first down she said 25. so I feel like, she's not I think
1: that's actually more than Kelsey
2: does. Yep, yeah.
1: Sportsball? Sportsball.
0: My favorite story about me talking about football is one time I, I said, the only thing that I know about football is that you get seven points when you score a touchdown.
2: You don't. You don't. That was, that
0: was <laughs> exactly. That's how much I know about football.
2: <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah, let's get to the
3: stream lab question. Okay, perfect. We have a stream lab that came in from PC. It's more of a comment than a question. Wild man, big fan. I binged your show when I found out about the Josh Bakugo show. You asked one of your shows uh, how you were doing. And of course I commented 10 out of 10. So That from PC. And then we have a question from Jeremiah Morris. Uh, What will happen first? The pirates win a world series or you win the singles belt?
2: Uh, uh, if I'm ever allowed or asked to join the singles league again, uh, I, I mean, I guess me winning the singles belt because the Pirates don't even care about baseball. The ownership's like, we have a team. Congratulations by our hot dogs, um, but at least like I, I would say if like maybe I got you know a trainer or somebody that would like coach me once or twice a week and like bring in the cue cards or not cue cards, flash cards, like the old Clark Wolf league that she was running back in the day and help people study. Now I could probably hang in there and maybe compete for a singles title, but you know, a lot of these competitors now have such an unbelievable wealth of knowledge. And for me is like, I'm not going to watch movies I don't like. And so, um, and I like a ton of movies, but I'm not going to watch horror movies. I'm not going to watch classic movies. I'm not watching musicals. I'm, you know, it's just like, I don't care about that. And there's not enough time in a day to care about it. And there's just so many times that you need to watch Bad Boys 2 in your life. I mean, you have to watch it. It's like, you know, you have to eat your fruits and vegetables, you have to watch Bad Boys 2. You know I mean? It's like a thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. every day.
3: (laughs) All right, another question from Dean Morgan. With Dexter coming back, what show do you want to see have a comeback to redeem itself?
2: Well, I think that The Walking Dead has had like this weird, like, you know, that had that meteoric rise and then that unbelievable meteoric fall. And I would love to see it like in the last season and a half or so really redeem itself. I think the last season, nobody's really been watching it. The last season and a half has been really, really good. But for the most part, it was such a big show and now nobody watches it and nobody cares And I would love to see it really go out on an amazing high note and, So yeah, for me, I think it would be The Walking Dead. I've invested so much time in that show. Um, I also don't understand the Dexter comeback. Nobody's really been asking for it. But listen, I think that, I think, listen, if you're a Dexter fan, I watched the first season in the middle of COVID. I was like, I've never seen Dexter. I'm gonna watch Dexter. I'm gonna give it a chance. I couldn't even get through the first season. Like that show was just not made for me. That's not my kind of show. I didn't really care about it. I, I know that they're coming out with a Sopranos like prequel with uh, James Gandolfini's son, who was in that show, The Deuce, and he was really good in The Deuce, um, playing a, like a young Tony Soprano. I would have, I would love to like go back and pick the brain of the writers right after season three and see like why they went in the directions that they did, but. You know, I think Sopranos is amazing TV to me, but I know there's a lot of the casual fans that were like, season four and five were brutal. And I, I I, can't disagree on a the whole. There's too much Janice. She's the worst. Yeah, one. oh. So, I you, know, oh. What you gonna do?
3: Perfect. And then the last question we will have from this evening's from Robert Adams. Question, I know you're not a horror fan, but which horror movie is more iconic, Scream or The Shining?
2: Uh, okay i've never been able to sit through either <laughs> but i think for me in my generation i mean shit, that's tough they both have the one line that sticks with everybody for the rest of their life after they see the movie right mm-hmm. they both have like the iconic weapon mm-hmm. they both have like the iconic face like you've got the jack nicholson with like in the door you've got that scream ghost I mean they built like nine different movies and and TV shows all off scream. I guess I gotta give it to Scream. Oh. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. We were we were on sync the entire show until I know, <laughs> until I know. we got a fight about
3: end. this then yeah. they got into a big fight as far as,
2: as the scarier oh. one, the one that scared me more. By far the shining. shining. Like I will never ever even attempt <laughs> when that woman is in that bathtub. I turn that movie oh, off. Nope. And I I I'm telling you. Okay, guys, don't ever go to a remote location in the woods, ever, okay? I don't care if it's a beautiful hotel. I don't care any, just don't go in the middle. Why do I not camp? Because there's stuff out there. Why do I not go to the woods? Because there's stuff out there, okay? We all know it. Like, you're, oh, a jogger was lost. They think he may have been kidnapped. No shit. You <laughs> People out there, stop it! You
0: went outside, of course.
2: <laughs> just go play golf. Just go play golf.
0: Go play golf. You
2: don't We're hear people being
0: it off a of golf courses like that's not like a thing you hear about. It's always the woods. Yeah. No, you just cool. get sucked into a cartoon Looney Tunes world on a golf course. Ooh,
2: so, that's true. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's, I actually it's played not that, that course. I played that hole that they had the Space Jam hole. I've played that hole before. It's crazy. Is <laughs> <Yeah, you laughs> the, the uh, after dimension or? It's uh, up in Lake Arrowhead. It was, um, I played it, I actually played it with David Griffin. Which oh. is cool. Oh, <laughs>
0: all righty everybody well that's gonna wrap it up for us on this chill to action this sunday night josh thank you so much for hanging out with us we really appreciate you taking this time big shout out to everyone inside of the chat we really appreciate you coming and hanging out shout out to john mariano jill and sean and andrew and nikki for sending in those questions we really appreciate that we hope to keep that coming in for the rest of the episodes and that's pretty much it so you all know me it's your girl danny joy here you can find me on twitter at danny joy you can also find me here every Sunday, hosting Chill to Action with my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul DeNizio, on the Call to Action Network, all of that good, great stuff. You can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Instagram, whatever, whatever. That's it. Pa! Uh,
1: Paul! Paul DeNizio on Twitter. You can find me on Chill to Action with Danny Joy every week. You can also find me uh, producing for Ben Bateman and Andrew Guy on Action Industries every weekend. You can find me also producing coming up next with Jen Strudger and Brad, Brad Gilmore on the SEN Network. Uh, please come. It's going to be a fun show. We're having a good time. So that's it for me. Yep.
3: All right. And you can find me at KelseyKens90 on Twitter and Instagram. You also can find me at Call to Action Live every Saturday night, uh, where we break down all things, Schmoda, and all the things that happened this week and things up and coming. Check us out there. Public. we've got merch, we've got masks. Wear a
0: mask. And I am excited to see you guys on Saturday. Josh, let us know anything that you got going on. If you got anything coming up, let us know where the people can find Mr. Makuga's.
2: Let's see. Um, Twitter and Instagram, Josh Macuga. Uh You guys can see... Uh, well, you can listen to the afternoons. That comes out every Friday. We do live afternoons on Thursday. Uh, I also have a show now on Twitch. Um, I'm part of a a league now called the Fan Controlled Football League. It's basically like video game meets real-life football. So fans, if you're on Twitch, you get to call the plays in the game. It's real-life seven-on-seven football. Uh, Basically, like if you're taking Arena League football and you are calling the plays for actual players, it's really, really cool. It's going to start in February. Every Thursday live, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Myself, Jeff Canada, who some of you all might know, uh, are hosting a show for the Fan Controlled Football League, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And then uh, right now, our buddy Jake Yakavetta is uh, helping me color, a, a, you know, graphically design a children's book I wrote. So,
1: that's yeah. so exciting! Yeah, wait for that. That's going to be awesome. So. Yeah,
2: really
0: cool. Yeah. Very excited for that. So again, thank you everyone for coming in and hanging out with us. This is going to be it for us on this Sunday. Thank you so much. I think I can't. I always say thank you too many times whenever we're doing this. But that's it. We're wrapping it Good. up. We're saying goodbye. Good night, everyone. Take care, and as always, we salute you. Salute you. Bye. Do, <laughs> do,
3: <laughs> <laughs>